Welcome to the Fat Talks podcast. Here we will share lessons to help you on your business and fitness journey. I'll be sharing practical solutions from building my business and having mind-opening conversations with amazing personalities too. My name is Tommy Rotimi. I'm the founder and creative director of Exclamations by Tommy Rotimi, a proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand I founded almost two decades ago. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Fat Transfer from Waistline to Bottom Line, a book on life lessons for fitness and business. Welcome to Fat Talks. Hello, welcome to my podcast. Welcome to another episode of Fat Talks. And welcome to the final episode of our four-part series that I have titled Lessons from the International Women's Leadership Conference that recently held in Dubai. Um, Like I said before, this is the final part, but I would like for you to listen to the first, second and third part before listening to this. I don't want you to think that by listening to this last part, you know, it's fine. So you don't need to listen to the rest. Please take your time and listen to everything. Take down notes, you know, make time away. I have tried to put together my strongest learnings from this um, conference. I can't possibly share everything. Like there was so much, so much, you know, um, but I can't share everything. But I've shared what I believe were the lessons that resonated with me the most. With time, you know, maybe as I record other episodes of the podcast, I might reference some other sessions, right? But I think the these particular lessons that I have mentioned here were the ones that um, inspired me the most. But there were statements that were made by other speakers that I felt were strong and were impactful as well. So I'm just going to pick a few statements here and there that made a strong impression on me as well. And I'm going to share that. And then the conclusion of this episode will be, will be me suggesting some actionable next steps, you know, that would keep us motivated, even after an inspiring conference like this steps that will, that we can start taking towards making change, being doers and achieving, you know, tangible results. You know, you know how you attend some of these things and you're so inspired and pumped and then you get back home, life happens and you kind of, you know, relapse back to your old ways. And before you know it, it's just as if nothing happened. You know, the only thing you can show for the conference are pictures on Instagram, you know, and the payments you made, (laughs) you know, your bank account just being a little bit leaner. And that would be a shame, wouldn't it? Because... This conference was not a cheap one to, to attend. It, it was an, invest, an investment that was quite expensive because you're paying for the tickets to attend. You're paying um, for the hotel accommodation. You're paying for the registration of the event itself. And you're paying in time, time away from your family, time away from work and from business. You know, it would be a shame after that kind of investment to relapse back to your old ways as if nothing happened. You know, I don't want that to happen to me. And I certainly don't want that to happen to you. Even if all you have invested in it 
has been time listening to this series. It should mean something, right? So before going into the actionable next steps, I'm just going to, you know, touch on some of these statements that were made by some of the speakers. I don't remember who said what exactly. So if I do remember, I'll mention. If I don't, you know, forgive me if I get it wrong, but I'm just going to mention um, these statements and hope they resonate with you like they resonated with me. So um, statement number one. Do whatever you need to do to build your credibility. I think this statement, I'm almost certain this statement was made by Mrs. Yewande Sadiku, who um, was one of the speakers during um, a panel that was moderated by Mrs. Johnson, Mrs. Mobala Johnson. She said, do whatever you need to do to build your credibility. When all is said and done, all you have left is your credibility. It's not enough to have words or to have experience. Your credibility is something you should invest in. So for some of us, you may need to take courses, right? You may need to take courses. You may need to take certificate, get some certification for what it is you do. Um, you may need to build a platform, you know, so you make yourself like a thought leader in that particular space with the content that you provide. Your credibility is also something that, you know, you invest in with your integrity. Like you do what you say, you say what you do. That in itself is an investment in your credibility. When you are consistently a person of your word and you stand for integrity, you stand for truth, that in itself is an investment in your credibility. So that when you speak, people listen because they know you speak truth. So that was huge for me. You know, do whatever you need to do to build your credibility. Number two, someone said, when we allow our principles to guide us, the conversation is not taken personal. I think this was Mrs. Yuwande Sadiko as well, because her session was all about um, living a life of integrity, doing what you need to do, standing by your principles, even when you are in an environment that resists it, right? You know, so, but when you stand by something, when your principles guide you, people know this is not about, you know, you witch hunting or you having a personal grouse against somebody or you politicking. Your principles are a constant all through your life and throughout your behavior. You know, in your behavior, people can see it consistently. This is a principle this woman stands by. So when you show that off in any situation, People won't take it personal because they know this is who you are. So allow your principles to guide you. That is very important. And that, that was something big for me that I took away from that. Number three, and I think this statement was made by Mrs. Fayemi, who is the uh, um, first lady of Oyo State, I believe. She said, the problem with the growing levels of corruption is our silence and our indifference. Indifference feeds corruption. Silence feeds corruption. It makes corruption comfortable in our society. When nobody speaks against it, then you encourage it to continue. So you don't need to be an activist to lend your voice against corruption. It could be even by 
comments that you make, you know, it could be by not laughing at some jokes that somehow permit corruption to foster. Of course, in your own life, you don't give bribes, you don't receive bribes, you don't permit corruption in your own sphere. You don't speak, you don't, you don't keep quiet when you experience corruption, you speak up, right? So I, th- I thought that was interesting. Number four, and I think Mrs. Fayomi said this, this, she definitely said this. She said, position of power is lonely but anointed. I did a bit of a whoop whoop when she said this. I thought that was something special. She said, position of power is lonely but anointed. I think this session was called Unpacking Power. And, you know, a lot of people had mentioned that how, you know, being in a position of authority and how even success in itself was a lonely space. And she confirmed that it's lonely but anointed. And by anointed, what she meant was that this power is also something that can be impactful. It's something that you can use to influence. It's something that can be used to change lives, right? So she was encouraging us to start looking at position of power differently. Even though it's a lonely space, what it's... um, you know, what, what, what you experience in the loneliness, you know, the anointing might make up for it a little bit. I think is what she was trying to say. Um, Mrs. Mobala Johnson, I think, was the one that made this next statement. I could be wrong. But she said, you weaken your weaponry when you try to be someone else. This got me goosebumps all over. It got me goosebumps all over. You weaken your weaponry when you try to be someone else. In other words, you are your most effective weapon. You, who you are, all you are, what you are, your quirks, your weaknesses, your authentic self is your weapon because you are the only you that there is. Once you try to be somebody else, once you try to behave like somebody else, you know, because you admire who they are, you're trying to copy them, you're trying to be like them. She says you weaken your weaponry. So this was one of my biggest takeaway. To be more of who I am because who I am is my greatest asset and my greatest weapon. You know, um, Mrs. Yewande Zakios was the one that made this next point. And... This one also got me really excited. I think this might possibly be my biggest takeaway from the entire conference. This last statement that Mrs. Yohan Dezakis made. She said, every next level of you demands a new version of you. I want to take that again. I want it to sink in. Every next level demands a new version of you. You know, I asked a question, you know, because she moderated a panel as well. I asked a question during this um, panel. I asked a question regarding um, being focused 
as creative entrepreneurs. Most of us are multi-talented. We can do a lot. We can do many things. Most creatives I talk to are not just good at one thing. You know, they are good at several things and they try to explore their different gifts. And in doing that, they lose focus. So what's, where's the balance in there, you know? And she broke this down for me, you know, because she's one of those people as well. She's a creative and she's done so much, you know. Mrs. Zacchaeus' claim to fame is her events, you know, business called Eventful. She was one of the pioneer event businesses in Nigeria, right? She started doing events planning as a business even before the industry was created. So you can, you can actually say she, she actually was one of the pioneers of the industry. You know, but apart from being, you know, this veteran event planner, you know, she also is an author of several books. She is an executive producer of a movie. Um, she started another offshoot of our event planning business where she started actually creating events of her own. So if you've heard of Fashion Souk and Beauty Souk, you know, those are her own um, businesses as well. Those are her own platforms as well. And those are hugely successful as well. You know, so I had to ask her because I could see myself in her. You know, I have several gifts and I try to explore them as well, right? You know, and sometimes in doing that, I feel I lose focus. You know, I feel sometimes like I'm doing so much and sometimes I question if I should be doing as much as I'm doing. You know, you guys already know I run a podcast. I'm authoring books as well now. Um, you know, I have my business. I'm exploring new markets with my business. Like I, I see myself even doing more than what I'm already doing, you know. So I asked her this question and she said she had broken down her different ventures into number one, ministry, into ventures of purpose and into business enterprises. So her ministry, for instance, is where she had put her, her movie, her executive um, producer role in, in um, you know, this, this movie that she, she um, directed and she produced rather. She felt that was, that was ministry for her, right? Um, purpose is something she's also working on in her beat to inspire other entrepreneurs, you know, just from her own experience and her own learnings. So she wants to create a platform for that. And of course, her business is eventful, which is the moneymaker, and which is what helps her fund some of these other ventures. So that really put things into perspective for me, you know. And she said that we are meant as human beings to live full lives, to die empty. And, you know, and I have a saying where I say, to die empty, you must live full, right? So she said we, we, are, we are built to, like ships, you know. She quoted someone who says ships are created to sail, not to stay at the harbor. So this was validation for me to keep on exploring my gifts and my talents, you know, and my interests, to explore them. You know, not everything has to be a commercial venture. But if I can box them into these different categories, then 
it gives me a little bit more understanding on the role these different activities um, have in my life. You know, but for every next level, you know, whether my next thing is to, to write another book or to explore something else, every next level de- de- demands a new version of me. And for me, I see different versions of me in all these ventures, you know, and sometimes again, I question that, that who am I really, you know, who am I really? I see this conservative person sometimes show up, you know, in, in one regard. And then I see this boisterous, almost extroverted person that shows up in this other regard. You know, I see this person who is a disciplinarian and who is in this regard. I see someone who's a little bit more laxed in this regard. Like it's interesting, you know, even exploring who I am and seeing the different versions of me. So when she said this, I wrote that down and I said, you know, I have to share this with other people. You are not crazy. There are different versions of you. And each version is still part of your weaponry. And each version is still relevant. And each version will be more relevant depending on what level or what it is you're exploring. So don't resist it. Don't fight it. Don't question it. It's fine to be this varied person, you know, depending on what demand is being made on you, that person will show up. Okay. So that was it. That was, that was it for me. That's the end of my lessons from the conference. I do hope you gained from my, from these lessons as I have shared them, particularly my perspective, you know. Um, so I'm going into the last bit of this episode. How to stay motivated after an inspiring conference or experience, right? How to stay motivated. Number one, during the conference. So it starts with during the conference or during the course or during the experience. Write down your notes. Write down the note, your notes during the conference and organize them. You know, when I was writing down my notes, you know, at some point I left the notes and... I just wanted to listen and soak in. But I was mindful in writing down notes. One of the things you can do as well is get notes from other people who attended. I did that. You know, I mentioned that in the first episode. I got notes from other people who had attended to see if there was anything I missed. And I'm happy I did because there were some things that I had missed. One of the ways I'm organizing my own learnings as well is with this podcast, you know. I'm doing this for you, but I really am also doing it for myself. I want something I can keep referencing and going back to, you know, um, now and again. So write down your notes or put down your learnings in any way you can. I saw some people who were actually writing down their notes in their laptop, you know, during the conference. Some people were recording, you know, with their phones. So whatever you need to do, put down notes so that you can experience the event, but you can also have something to reference. Number two, this is important. Narrow down three main areas of change that you want to achieve because you can't possibly do everything. You can't do everything that is suggested all at once. You know, at the end of the day, your learnings and your exposure will be distilled to a few things. So be deliberate about what those few things are. Narrow it down to three. My my number three is narrow down that three to one. The other two you can refer to later. But start with that one. What is your one main thing? 
My one main thing is about being more myself, about identifying my weaponry, about serving my core, right? Those are the things I want to do. I want to take away mostly from this conference to be more of who I am, you know, more of who I am. That is my big thing. And so I am asking myself those questions. I'm writing down notes and I am investing more in what I identify to be my core, right? So I'm doing these things deliberately. Number four, find an accountability partner or group to encourage you along these lines. When you have distilled your learnings or your goals to this one thing, it's time to get accountable. It's time to get accountable. Find a partner, find a group to encourage you along these lines. Number five, feed that fire. Feed it. You can't expect that you will stay this pumped and motivated forever. You can't. You won't. But if you keep feeding it, subtly feed it, feeding it, right, then you will find that it continues to grow and opens you up to even new things, right? So you can feed it by reading and, of course, by researching more on the topic, okay? Finding an accountability partner and groups is another way of feeding it. But keep feeding it. Another way of feeding it is going back to your notes. And in this case, you can keep going back to the podcast, you know. That is one way of feeding, but keep feeding it in any way you can. A simple Google search is food for this thing. Number six, keep referring back to your notes as often as you can. You can also make it interesting by creating a mood board for the event. It can also double as a vision board. You know, for me, one of the interesting things I have done is creating this podcast. But one thing that I might still do is create a vision board or a mood board for this event where I'm going to put down some of these key notes, right? And some of the things I want to do with it. So it becomes visual and tangible, right? So that's one thing I would really suggest. I'm going to try and do that. You know, so I've, I've made myself accountable to you guys. I'm going to put together a mood board of my learnings and put it somewhere strategic so that I can also keep looking at it and it becomes something tangible. Number seven, do one small thing to move you towards your new goal. And remember, anything counts. Each step moves you forward and opens new doors. One small thing. It could be calling somebody up to have a chat. It could be connecting with somebody you met at the event. It could be creating the mood board, like I said. It could be researching on the topic. Anything. Make decisive, deliberate, small moves towards your new goal. Right? That is it. So that's it. That is the end of our series. I feel like I've really achieved something with this one. You know, because I decided I wanted to do this podcast, but I was afraid that when I get back home, life would happen and I'll be overwhelmed. I am a bit overwhelmed, but, you know, I made a decision I was going to do this and I'm happy I did. And I really do hope it has helped. I know I was ranting quite a bit, but please go back and listen and take down what resonates with you and do something. Let it fuel your fire, right? Um, again, please share. Share this episode with everyone in your network. There's something in this series for everybody. There's something in this series for everybody. Listen to it over and over and over again and commit to doing something with what you've heard. That's it for today. 
Thank you so very much for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This was an amazing episode. Please subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Also, buy the book. Bad Transfer from Westline to Bottom Line is available on Amazon and also on www.tomirotimi.com. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what resonated with you in the episode or in the book by tagging me on Instagram at tommy.rotimi or tag the book page Fat Transfer by Tommy. Looking forward to the next episode. Tune in, please. Thank you and bye.